Blog Talk Radio. Sunday, September 8th. Thank you guys uh, so very much for your continued support. We are happy to have you guys on the line with us tonight. Um, tonight we have a little a show that's a little different than normal. It's a Q&A show, and we've had people to send us questions, um, people uh, that listen to the show and then people who uh, may have just discovered the show, but nonetheless, uh, we have um, listeners who uh, have questions that they want to ask. You know, sometimes people are a little shy to get on the line, but that's quite all right. Um, if you do have a question and you're not shy and you'd like to speak with us tonight, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914-803-4399. We're answering your beauty-related and beauty industry, makeup industry um, type questions tonight. Uh, for those of you who don't want to call in but you don't mind emailing us, please send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. That is B-E-A-U-T-Y-G-I-R-L-S-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to get your questions um, out here on the show tonight. Um, we're not, there are some people who gave us their names and there are some people who did not. We're not going to share names so that way we could just be consistent across the board, but we'll definitely um, put out all the questions that, that, we've, that we've received. Um, and again, we're inviting you to send us your questions as well. I have my sister Denise on the line. I'm going to bring her, her on, then we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll, get, we'll jump right in. Let's see, I'm trying Good to get her on the line here. Mm -hmm. Hello? Good evening. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening, everyone, and thank you all again uh, for joining us tonight here on Beauty Talk. We're happy to have you all. And we're also happy to have our listeners from our archive shows and from our live shows as well, so we want to give a big shout out to our listeners here in the U.S. And then definitely uh, we have a large following in the U.K., in Canada, in Australia. We want to thank you all for um, hanging in here with us again for 10 years. Some of you may be brand new, but however long you've been joining us, we thank you uh, nonetheless. And we just want to con uh, continue to thank you for your continued support. And hopefully you will uh, continue to 
uh, follow this show and join us each and every uh, Sunday night. If not on Sundays, throughout the week uh, during the archives. So thank you guys so much. And absolutely. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back. Uh, We are excited about tonight's show. We haven't done anything like this in a long time, so we're excited. I think... um, a lot of the questions that uh, we received has a lot to do with not just makeup in general, but has a lot to do with film and television makeup. And I think it's probably because we are film and television makeup artists. So um, with that being said, it's it's a great time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a great time for us to just put out there um, to all those who are listening is that we will be sharing our film and television makeup um, tips on Instagram and pretty much on all of our social media networks. So look out for that. We'll have videos on YouTube, videos on Instagram and Facebook, as well as tips that we'll be posting. So keep an eye out for that, okay? So just wanted to put that out there. And we'll be telling you guys a little bit more about that as it goes along. Also, um, we are getting very close to um, uh, putting out our Um, definition of beauty campaign on our beauty talk media uh, Instagram page. That's where you'll see that. Uh, We'll be uh, putting out information on the Facebook page, but the actual campaign will be held on the Instagram page. So look out for that very soon. We're just fine tuning some things and you'll start seeing that again. We um, welcome you guys to send us your definition of beauty in 30 uh, words or less, starting off with Uh, Beauty to Me is, and uh, we'll get that out there. So you can send us um, your picture, more like a headshot-style picture, uh, as well as your 30-word or less definition of beauty. You can send it to beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to to get it out there. If you have something, um, you have an audio clip that you would like us to play here on the radio show, that would be great telling us your definition of beauty, telling us your name, your occupation, where you live. Um, And it would have to be uh, 60 seconds or less. Uh, You would have to put it in an MP3 format. We will gladly play it here on the show um, if you would like to do that as well. But as we said at the top of the show, tonight is our Q&A show. 
And um, we'd like to just jump right in and get started. We have early call times tomorrow, so we will not uh, we will not do an hour show. Or we'll, or we'll try not to do an hour show, um, just but we will get these questions, um, all of the questions out tonight. So, Denise, do you, would you like to start, or would you like me to start with the ones? Oh, that I, I can. I can start. Um, I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to start with. <laughs> um, let's just let's just take a not so detailed one right now. Okay, so uh, so someone asked, how long should you work as a makeup artist before you stop working for free? So I'm assuming they mean how long? How long? Uh, I guess. I guess in terms of years, I guess they're thinking or experience, like how long should you work for free? Well, I honestly believe that you can always work for free and you should always work for free, meaning if there's a special project that um, it's, you know, that you're passionate about or you may have a friend or someone who's, who's uh, you know, starting out in the business or not just starting out, but, you know, they have a new project that, you know, it's the, they don't really have much of a budget, but they would like your expertise. That's always um, a great opportunity to do, um, you know, to use your skills and, and to do it for free. And this is why. Um, one, if there's something that you need to work on, and let's just say this particular project calls for, um, you know, uh, prosthetic pieces or it calls for, you know, some, some out of the kit special effects, and that's not your strong strong area, you know, maybe that's your time to start working on that, uh, on that project, you know. Um, maybe, you know, that project gives you the practice, the opportunity to practice certain things that you need to get better at. Um, I'm not saying that it's not, you know, it's not that's your opportunity to get in there and, and kind of work on things where where no one's going to be like, you know, no one's going to like come down hard on you for not on, on uh, independent projects and lower budget projects. People are understanding, um, you know, because whoever, whoever it is to have. You keep going in and out. Better now? Okay, better now. Okay. I just think, you know, the people that hire you on, on these independent projects know your skill level and they know what you're capable of. And they know that sometimes certain things may not be perfect, but it's what they can afford at the moment. So I think it's always good to, to do certain jobs for free just to work on your skill. We're not saying you got to do every job for free. No. But if you're new to the business and you're trying to build a resume and somebody's only asking you to work on a Saturday for like 10 hours and they're feeding you and they're, you know, and your name's going to be in a credit if that's the case, then sure, do that job for free. Put something on your resume. Um, if you're five years into the business and, you're, and you've been working on bigger projects and you don't feel like you should be doing something for free, then you don't have to. I don't think there's a certain time limit um, that we can pinpoint for when you stop doing things for free. I mean, even now, after being in the business for 20-some years, I will still take on a project where I'm doing something for free for someone. 
sometimes I offer to do certain things for free. And it's, sometimes it's not even about working on my skill. It's about giving back and giving, giving to a project that I believe in, giving to a project that I'm passionate about. So I think, you know, if you're looking for an exact answer, I don't think there is an exact time frame, but I think you, you should be the judge of that. If you feel like you don't want to give your services away for free, then don't give your services away for free. You stop when you feel like you're done with that. You, you know, I, I have to say, well, I totally agree. Um, after eight, you know, 18 years as a film and television makeup artist, 21 years as a makeup artist, I don't necessarily do free jobs anymore to build my resume or do free jobs to, um, to, you know, to, like, for instance, free film and TV jobs so that I can learn the film and TV business. I don't do free jobs, you know, to, to build, you know, or, right. to, or to work on, you know, my skill. I do free jobs exactly for which, which you just said because I believe in the project. I believe in the person who, who's doing the project. You know, I may be helping out a friend. Because, you know, we know how it, how it is when you don't have many resources, but you're trying to get something that you're passionate about done, you know. And that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of how we do in this business because there will be, if there was something that you were doing, other people in the business would lead, their, you know, lead, um, or not lead, but give you, you know, a helping hand. And so that's mm-hmm. pretty, much, pretty much what it is for me as well giving back and then sharing my expertise with someone who needs it, um, but not necessarily for building. But I definitely, right. like you said, definitely believe in doing free jobs and, and you don't put a time frame on it. Um, you know, you don't put a time frame on it, but I, you know, I just feel like after you've put 18 years in the film and TV industry and you put 21 years total, you know, as a, as a makeup artist, Free is not something that you're thinking of as far as for the work that you're getting out there working. But the one thing that I don't like, and people may not agree with me on this one, but I do not like when people have those T-shirts um, saying, I'm a, you know, I, I'm probably saying it wrong, but I'm a yeah. makeup artist. And the things that are saying, you know, I get paid for what I do or, I, you know, whatever, I don't work for free and stuff like that. I really don't like those. Um, I really don't like those T-shirts. No judgment against anybody who wears those, but um, it is a, when it comes to working for free, it is a case-by-case situation. I totally agree with those makeup artists out there who, you know, producers or, you know, um, directors or whoever hire them, want to hire them for a job and don't want to pay them anything. I do understand you not working for free. Um, but I feel like that's a different approach because if someone calls you for a job, if somebody calls you for a job that you know should be paid, you know, you go in telling them what your rate is. They don't have a budget for the show or project, then you easily walk away. But I don't like that that advertisement on the t-shirts that, you know, I just, I'm just totally against that, but that's a whole nother discussion. But, but I, I totally agree with you. I, um, it's just a situation that, you know, you kind of have to not put a time on it, but you know when it's time. Right. I agree. 
definitely. I think, you know, you, 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 ask, you know, I think the fact that you have to ask the question, then I think you, then I think you know for yourself, then maybe, you know, doing stuff for free is not for you. But there are benefits right. to doing certain things for free, too. Like I said, that's the time you can work on certain things, you know. It, it could be a situation where you, you've, as a makeup artist, you've kind of been out of the game for a while, and you're getting back into mm-hmm. the swing of things, and you don't necessarily need it for your resume. You know, you could have 15, 20 years of work, but just for some period of time, you kind of stopped working as a makeup artist for certain reasons, and, you know, you're kind of getting back into it, and you just need to get your skills back to where they were, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's good, yeah. you know. Don't frown upon it. Right. It's you know? definitely a case by case. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what do you have? One of the questions. One of the questions that I received was, um, I've heard you all talk about being accountants before becoming makeup artists. How did you make the decision to leave your job? And I, I will have to say, without going into a long, drawn-out story, because it could take up all the time, but I will have to say that the decision basically was made for me. And I'll say this. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I was working as a tax accountant, and when I decided to, I can't remember how many years had gone by before I decided to, you know, start doing uh, makeup. But, um, you know, I went to makeup school, and I started uh, just doing you know, makeup and doing different jobs, but I really enjoyed it. And I knew that at a certain point, I knew that at some time in my career, I was going to want to do it full time. I knew that, but I was very careful about when I was going to do that. And I just felt like, just like we were saying in the, in the last question and answer, you know, you'll know when it's time. Um, and for me, I was just very prayerful about it, and I was just being very careful. One of the things that I did not want to do is I did not want to leave this great job and not know what to do next. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. And, and, and this, this, just, this just kind of talks a little bit about who I am because I am a planner. So I really don't do many things that's just – spare the moment, very, you know, risk-taking. I don't take a lot of risk when it comes that's to me. money. Right. That Yeah, that's more you. <laughs> but, and so what I'm saying is that, you know, I had a friend that I met early on. We both were working on an independent film, not getting paid, but just going there, a makeup artist, a more established makeup artist invited us to come to work to, so we can see, we could learn see what she had in her kit, just take notes, all that kind of stuff. And this particular young lady, I met her that one day, and she was, um, we had, you know, exchanged numbers and kept in touch, and we used to go out and buy products to build our kits with and things like that, and she told me that she was going to quit her job. And she had a really good job, paid very well. She had just bought a house, maybe, you know, a few months before or a year before or something like that. So it's a very new house. And um, she decided she was going to quit her job and go do makeup full time. She quit her job. And that's all she did. There was no makeup job there. And she had to wind up going somewhere else 
to get a job that paid less doing something that she really wasn't, you know, necessarily passionate about or interested in just to make ends meet. And so that was something that I never wanted to do because that's one thing you don't want to do is rush into it. Makeup, it looks fabulous. It looks great. Oh, this is going to be a wonderful, great career. What you want to make sure is, is that you're going to have a, you know, you're going to have some steady work coming in, especially in this entertainment business. Nothing is ever necessarily uh, a guarantee, especially back in those days, you know, and then because right. I was in Maryland at the but I will say, I, I, I went to school in um, 98, and I left my job in January of 2005. Now, for a long time, I kept saying, I want to do this full-time, I want to do this full-time. But I never said, I'm getting ready to leave, I'm getting ready to leave. It wasn't until I left my job January 31st, 2005 was my last day. In August of 2004, I came back from vacation. I was a tax accountant. I came back from vacation, and there was a lot of changes being made. We were having a meeting, and all of these changes that were being made, and I kept saying to myself, I can't do it anymore. I was like, at the end of this year, I'm quitting. So if you notice, I even gave myself from August to December 31st to quit. Even in that, I'm saying to myself, okay, so before I leave, I got to put some things in order. I got to put some things in place. But before I could even leave on my own in November of, the, of 2004, you know, we get um, emails from my boss's boss saying that, you know, a couple people from the corporate office in New York were coming down to speak with us. We had an HR person and then the president of the tax department to come down, speak with us individually one by one, and they told me that my last day would be January 31st. So at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't wait to get out of here. I was going to leave December 31st, but they're telling me my last day is January 31st. I think I can make it one more month because what they laid out for me is um, another year's worth of my salary eight weeks of unused vacation time, and my bonus. Had I left December 31st, all I would have gotten was my last paycheck. So, yes, I was ready to leave, but I felt it in my spirit that, you know what, I can't do this any longer. So I'm going to give myself from August to December to come up with a plan. But God is all I say. And December, January 31st, an extra month of pay plus a year's worth of pay and all the extra things that I got. So sometimes you just have to be very, very patient. I was patient for years. And during those times when I was being very patient, my job was getting trickier and trickier and trickier because they kept um, buying out a smaller company. So they was adding more work but they weren't adding more uh, employees to the department. So it was just a lot more work. And then I was also turning down work. I had the opportunity to go work with my sister 
in Memphis on Hustle and Flow, and I had to turn it down because I could not uh, take a leave of absence. Um, and it wasn't guaranteed that the days that were being offered to me were, you know, consistent days in a row. You know, so it, just different things led me to say, you know what, enough is enough. So, but I'm just thankful that I was prayerful about it. And, and I hope this helps, um, helps you in some way. But I said all of that to say, you cannot rush. You have to be patient. Because financially, you have to think about what could possibly happen. And like I said, you know, the, the, if you're interested in film and television, working with entertainer, you know, entertainers in the entertainment business, it's not necessarily always consistent. And you start really getting the consistent work after you put in the, the time. So that's what I have to say about that. Another question that I received is, what makes a successful uh, film and TV makeup artist? And I'll have to say, Consistency is key. Consistency in a lot of areas. And one, I'll say, is just being consistent with, um, you know, set etiquette, you know, coming to work on time, um, be, keeping your mouth closed, knowing when to speak, knowing when to, you know, when to do certain things, being very consistent with um, education. You know, education is key, learning everything that you need to learn about the industry that you're in or about the job that you're doing and being very consistent with that. Never stop learning, never stop growing. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things um, that's key for being successful. Um, what do you think? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's always something to learn, so um, – you know, whether it's something new, whether it's something old that you've forgotten, continue learning, continue sharpening your skills, um, continuing learning from other people, um, you know, people that know more than you, learn from them, you know, um, continue to teach other people, you know, people who may not know as much as you, continue to reach back and, and you know, help those people to come along. So definitely, um, you know, never stop learning. So important. So important. My next question is, are portfolios important when doing film and television? And I would have to say yes and maybe no. Um, I, you know, it, like years ago when you had a portfolio, of course you knew it was to get, um, you know, print work, you know, when you were working with models, you know, advertising type jobs. You know, that's what the portfolio was, was great for. There was never really much of a need for that in film and TV for a while. And now, you know, you start getting um, producers and directors asking for that. Sometimes it's, I, I think it all started when music video directors and people like that started doing, started directing film and TV. You start seeing more requests for portfolios. 
but even now producers may ask for um may ask to see your work. So I think if you have a portfolio, that's great. But if you have um a website, that may be even better because on your website you may show um you know different work, not just not just your um your print work, but also you may show your film and television work. You may show um you know things that you may may do with actors or actresses or singers or whoever individually. You know, you may work as a personal for people, and you may just have you know photos of models. So you you may have a variety on a website. Whereas when you in your portfolio, um, you know, for like print type stuff, you may just have print type makeup work. So for film and TV, it's even though you can show your print type work. It shows that you can do that particular type of makeup and that you can do makeup, but it's not really you they can't get a feel for what your um what your makeup looks like on film or t v so it's it's really good to have a really good resume detailing uh the projects that you've worked on in film and t v um you know kind of detailing your role on that project along with having um a website or like I said, or portfolio, just showing the, you know, just showing that you can do makeup because they can easily go back to those particular projects and take a look to see it um, in its in its natural medium. So they can see actual film makeup on an actual film is what I mean by that. So I think portfolios are great if you're in film and TV, but also websites are great as well and a good resume. Absolutely. One of the questions that I got was, as a new um, makeup artist, how did you learn about education? And I'll have to say, when I was in makeup school, my instructor talked um, a lot about, she she talked a lot about some products that she um, received when she went to um, a makeup artist trade show. Or in, in one particular instance, she talked about a product when she said she wasn't able to attend, but her friends attended, and they brought her back some products. And that was IMAX at the time. And that was my first introduction to trade shows as well as education because I believe that year, um, let's see, well, maybe there was, it was the following year because I was still in school like around, I, I, went, I think I started school after IMATS would have taken place. So that following year, when IMATS came around, I attended. And, um, you know, of course, there's lots of education there. And from there, just attending trade shows every year. Also, back then, MAC Cosmetics, when they had the MAC Pro Card, they offered Pro Card holders classes that they would give, um, like in New York City some in Atlanta, you know, L.A., um, and I would attend those kinds of classes. I attended lots of classes in New York back in the day from MAC as well as the Powder Group. And, um, and again, and I came to know about the Powder Group through IMAX, the trade show. So trade shows were a big thing for me because you could pay one small price and get loads of education. So that was that was really good for me. So that's pretty much how I found out about it. And then as the years went on, of course, you know, you started to find out more about more, you know, there were more people 
teaching classes um, outside of Mac, outside of IMAC. There were more people teaching classes. You start to learn more about educators, um, and then you start to see more of these schools popping up. At the at IMAC, you also could you were also introduced to a couple of makeup schools because they used to have a lot of different um, LA-based makeup schools at the Expo. So um, that's pretty much how I learned about um, education. Right. All right. So then another question for me, um, can I be successful in doing both hair and makeup on film and TV projects? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> and that kind of leads into another question uh, that was asked, but let me just uh, take this part first. Um, in film and TV, if you were working on independent projects, meaning that they're non-union, you can do both hair, makeup, wardrobe, whatever it is. You can do it all if you want. But on union projects, if the project is a union project, and if you are a union makeup artist, or even if you're non-union working on a union project, you have to choose one craft. It's either hair, or makeup. You cannot do both. You cannot, we call it crossing the line. You cannot cross the line and, and do it, be a makeup artist and then try to touch somebody's hair. You can't even touch someone's hair. You can only touch the face and the body as far as makeup goes. You cannot, you know, as far as trying to, you know, brush somebody's hair out of the way when you're on set, that's a no-no. Um, you know, th there's always going to be a hairstylist there for that you just need to get that stylist to move that hair out of the way if that's the, if that's the case. But on, on, on film and TV, if it's a union project, then you have to choose one craft, hair or makeup. You cannot do both. So, um, but as far as non-union outside of um, doing union projects, you can be successful at doing both as long as you're very good at, um, at your craft. Sure, I think you can be successful at doing both. But when you're doing when you're doing film and TV, that's a union project. You can only do one. Okay, so that brings me to the question: How do you get into the union? So that's always a question that we get all the time. How do you get into the union? Well, let me just say, um, there's the International Alliance of Theatrical and Stage Employees (IATSE). And they have different locals across the U.S. And the different locals are for different crafts. And for hair and makeup, the local out of California in Los Angeles County is Local 706. They govern that area. The craft, um, the, I'm sorry, the, the union on the East Coast, Local 798, covers pretty much all of the East Coast and the Southeast. So that's from like, you know, Maine, Massachusetts, all the way down to Florida, over to Louisiana, Alabama, um, you know, areas like that. There are some areas that are a little bit different, and they have local unions within their state that, um, that have, you know, the hair and makeup craft. 
um, that's not necessarily um, IATSE, or it, it could be IATSE, but it's not necessarily seven local 798. And those are like Tennessee um, and Illinois and Chicago. Uh, there's a local union there to cover hair and makeup people. But um, 798 does cover a majority of the East Coast as well as the Southeast. Okay. Now, to get into the union, I always suggest, because things have changed since I got into the union, um, but there are certain things that have remained the same. So if you're interested in getting into the union, you can easily um, Google um, IATSE Local 798 or IATSE Local 706, depending on where you are in the country. That's I-A-T-S-E. Again, that stands for the International Alliance of Theater and Stage Employees. And when you Google them, they will give you the specific websites for, uh, for each local. And then from there, you can go on and get information, <clears throat> excuse me, get information on how to join, okay, and when you can join, you know, when you can try to join. But what's consistent with both is that, that you need to have 180 days working on film and television projects, 180 days of working on film and television projects. They don't necessarily have to be union projects. They can be non-union projects, okay? But film and TV projects, you know, of course, film, TV, uh, web series are now included uh, in that. Um, Some commercial work is included in that. But, again, it doesn't have to be union work. It can be non-union work. So, you know, your music video days, um, they count those now. Television and news, they count those. So just make sure whatever it is you're doing, television news, music videos, commercials, um, uh, you know, independent film, you know, um, television, any, any type of independent television project or web series, all of that's counted. Even if you have the opportunity as a non-union person to work on a union film, all of that counts. Union and non-union both alike count. But you need 180 days within a three-year time period. Those three years have to be three consecutive years. So it can't be 2019, 2021, and 2024. It has to be 2019, 2020, 2021. If you have, have, let's say you have 176 days, and then it would go into a new year, well, some of those days that you did in 2019 are going to fall off. Because now it's, it's counting 2020, 2021, and whatever you do in 2022. Um, I know I, I, I kind of advanced in the years, but you get the idea. Um, so they have to be three consecutive years that these 180 days um, are, you know, contained within three consecutive years. So my uh, big suggestion is because a lot of people ask, well, how do, how do I go about getting the work? How do I... You, you just get the work. You do the work to get the work. So whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to do film and TV, then go out there and find the film and TV jobs. Go out there and get the skills necessary for film and television jobs. If there are classes out there and people are teaching you about the, about the union or how to get in or, or how to, you know, what's required of a film and television makeup artist, Take those classes. Learn what's required. Learn learn the difference between doing makeup for film and TV as opposed to doing photo shoots. Learn the difference because it is a different hand. It is a different look. 
So learn learn what the differences are and then take that information and, and just look for the work. Look for the work. Keep doing the work. Keep telling people what it is that you want to do, and you'll be surprised who knows who and who may know someone that's a union artist, and they can introduce you. So just keep doing the work, and don't worry so much about getting in and when you're going to get in. Just continue to do the work, because when you continue to do the work, trust and believe it will find you. But continue to keep track of your days. Um, and now, you're not just doing days and doing days for free on projects. You can't. Those days don't count. This is where the, the doing work for free doesn't really doesn't benefit you. You have to have to get paid at least fifty dollars from these projects, at least fifty dollars on a company check, meaning whatever whoever the production is, they have to pay you on a company check at least fifty dollars um, for that day to count. To save all of your call sheets, the call sheets alone won't do it. You have to save your check stubs. Um, if it's just like a regular business check, um, you know, that doesn't have a stub attached, make copies of that. Keep your call sheets. Um, any emails or anything where people, where people will reach out to you to request your services for, um, for, you know, these particular days, keep all of that information. Print it out. You know, keep it in a folder. Keep everything that pertains to one particular work day stapled together so that you have all of the information you need. When, you, when it's time to send it into the union when, you're, when you apply um, to become a member. So, again, you have to make at least $50 on, um, on a project, and it has to be paid to you with a company check, not cash, but on a company check. But, again, if you Google those two unions, Local 706 and Local 798, on their website, they will give you all the information and details on how to become a member. Did I leave anything out? No, I think you did it all. <laughs> um, no, that was pretty good. That I think that covered it all. That covered okay. it all. Now, last question for the night that I have is um, someone said that they want to be a film and television makeup artist, and they have children. So she she didn't say if she was married or not. She just said that she has children. Um, and she says, um, what does it take for someone like me who wants to be a film and TV MUA um, and has kids, what does it take um, to become a film and TV makeup artist? And, of course, besides all the other things that we just mentioned, you talked about the union, we talked about education, and, you know, besides those things, Let's just say you're past that point, and you you've you've gotten into the union, um, and so you're you're there, and I'll and I'll I'll go back and talk about if you haven't gotten into the union, but if you've gotten into the union, at this point, and it, and this this goes for when I said I'll go back, this goes for this as well. So whether you're working toward your days, or you're um, actually in the union and you're working as a feature film and television makeup artist. You have to have balance, number one, to be able to balance between work life and family life. And the, and the thing that's going to help with the balance is the second thing that I was going to say, which should have been first, is you need a very good support system. 
you know. Who's going to watch your kids while you're working? Are they going to be able to watch your kids for an extended period of time? You know, because most feature film and TV, you know, shows you're going to be doing 12-hour days. The crew will be doing 12-hour days, but hair and makeup normally does more because you have to come in before the crew. So you may be looking at a, anywhere from a 14 to even 15-hour day. So you have to have a great support system, someone that's going to be able to care for your kids while you're not there. And this is um, every day. But, um, this is every day, yeah, five days a week. And whether your five days a week is Monday through Friday or if it's Tuesday through Saturday, you know, depending on what project it is, it, your, your schedule could change. The average, the average schedule is a Monday through Friday, but you can't, get, you know, that's not guaranteed. So you definitely need a great support system. You need an understanding support system. That's another thing. You have to make sure that the people in your life that's going to support you understands what this is and what's required of you. Um, and if you have that, then it's the, then I said it's the focus, you know, your focus can be on balance, you know, having balance between your work life and your family life, because that's going to be important with young, you know, with young kids. So it really depends again on your support. Um, but you can do it, of course. You know, um, just do, like, like my sister said, just do the work and don't focus on how long it's going to take and when it's going to happen. Just do the work. But even in, the, in those stages, before you even get to getting in the union, you still need that support while you're doing the work because it's all work, whether it's union or non-union. It's still all work. Um, right. So that's, that's going to be very That's a good question, but it's, it's definitely going to be very important, but you can definitely do it. Nice. You can definitely do it. And then for my last question of the night. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's necessary to have two IG accounts, Instagram accounts, one personal and one professional? Now, I just saw something the other day that that's causing me to answer this question this way, but I still believe this anyway. If you are the type of person who's going to be shooting videos of yourself twerking in, in, at, um, at Walmart, twerking at work, and twerking wherever. If, you, if you're that type of person who's going to be doing that and posting it to your Instagram, then yes, please do have a separate page. Make your personal page private. And then have an open uh, a professional page. Oh, good I point about the private. Page. You, I'm sorry. No, I said that's a great point about your personal page being private. Yeah, if you if you're that type of person who's going to do something like that, which I consider to be very unprofessional, and you're going to have you know, you know, everybody personal private going to this one page. No, you have to have a separate page because. It, I, the person who's, who I saw, whose Instagram had this, she was a hairstylist in the business, and she was twerking. She was twerking at work. She was twerking at Walmart. She was twerking on her vacation, everywhere, and <laughs> um, you know, and it was all it's all on her personal page. And in her bio, 
of her page, she states where she works and who she works for, which is a very well-known person. And how long do you think it's going to take before that person sees that? Now, I'm not going to say this person is going to fire her for twerking. I'm not saying that. But it's it's looked at as being very unprofessional, and the the page is just unprofessional. So yes, so you have to um, you have to be cautious of, of the things you do on your Insta, on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. You have to be cautious of the things you do and of the things that you say. If you're the type of person who, um, you know, even though film and TV, it's it's not like corporate America, but in a way, it's very corporate because you're working for studios, big studios. It doesn't matter who the production company is. That production company is working in conjunction with a studio. And the studios are the big companies. So in a sense, you are working for corporate. So you have to be very, very careful with the things that you do on your Instagram page when people from work can see that. So if, you, if you're if you that type that, you know, you feel like, you know, when you're doing videos and stuff or whatever you, even whatever you type as your caption, you have to curse, you have to, you know, say things that are, that may be seen or taken as being disrespectful towards another person, then you may want to put that on your personal page and make that private and be very careful about who you choose, you know, to see that. Not so. only that. Not only that, you also don't want to be caught twerking on set and posting that. Absolutely not. Because we've seen cases like that. Yes. You definitely don't want that. Because, you know, um, especially if you say, I don't know, just something like, having fun on set of such and such show. You know, a lot of these shows have people who do nothing but look for for posts based on their show. Right. So that's the last thing you would want. The last thing you would want. So true. So. This has been fun. I encourage everybody to to continue sending your questions in. Yeah, maybe we'll do this again. We will definitely do this again. It's fun. And your your questions don't have to be all film and television related. Um, No. (laughs) We do more than film and TV. So it's anything beauty related. If you want to talk about skin, if you want to just talk about makeup products or, you know, whatever. It's It's just as long as we're talking you know, beauty industry, makeup industry, you know, film and TV, anything on those lines, definitely send your questions in and we'll be glad to get it on. Again, let me just give you quickly, you can send it to beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. That's B-E-A-U-T-Y-G-I-R-L-S media um, at gmail.com. And then again, every Sunday night, you can always call in at 914-803-4399 and we can bring you on the line and you can ask your question as well. Yes, I think some people find it just a little difficult in in trying to break into the you know to film and TV and just finding ways of of you know 
how to get in. So they might find it a little difficult. So I, I get the, you know, all of the questions, but yes, we can answer your questions on anything. Yep. And again, like I said earlier, look out because we will be sharing tips for film and TV makeup artists. And it's going to be all across the board from actual, you know, like you said, how to get in, how to market yourself, um, education, tips on product, you know, products or, or actually application tips, how to do a black eye or how to do a scar and bruise, different things like that. So just watch out for that. Also watch out um, for upcoming class that we'll be giving you more information on coming up um, this year. So we'll be giving you more information about that. So just watch, um, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, um, you know, all of our social media outlets. And Denise will give you where you can find us real quick. You can find us um, on YouTube. We're just Beauty Talk with Illusions. You can find us on um, Twitter. We're Beauty underscore Talk. On Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And on Facebook, we're Beauty Talk Online Radio. Um, we couldn't get them all the same because Beauty Talk is very popular. <laughs> so that's where you can find us. Twitter, Beauty underscore Talk. Instagram, Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And then again, Facebook, we're Beauty Talk Online Radio. And uh, YouTube, uh, Beauty Talk with Illusions. Once you're in um, Instagram, when you start typing Beauty underscore Talk, it'll pop up. Yes. Yeah. And on our personal page, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was leading in, letting you do it, but I was leading into it. Um, On our personal pages, uh, you can follow us both just under our name. Yes, Janice is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on all social media. And then me, Denise, it's D-E-N-I-S-E. T-U-N-N-E-L-L on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, and Twitter. Right. Sounds good. Thank you guys for tuning in um, with us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Looking forward to um, speaking with you guys again next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, same time. Um, And, again, just follow us on our social media outlets. We'll be getting back to doing some some great things. So check us out. Have a wonderful evening, and please have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael Develis, 
Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. 